Welcome to Rooted and Radiant. I'm your host, Jan Harrison. Here we seek to root ourselves in the life-giving Word of God and cultivate spiritual fruit that radiates Jesus in and through us. Today I want to share some insights and thoughts that really almost begin to sum up the testimonies and the stories that we've shared over the last few weeks. I have had a little bit of time to step back and to think about them and to ask God, what is the follow-up for all of these things that we have shared? And I've written down a statement that may come as difficult for some people listening, but it's also the truth. And we know that above all else, it's the truth that will set us free. And this is the statement that the decision to follow God is not a bypass to desperate places in our lives. It is actually a guarantee that you will be stepping into a spiritual battle. But here's good news on the other side of that very truthful statement. You are equipped and you are supplied for the spiritual battle. I don't know if you have noticed or probably experienced the fact that in the natural, it is almost always seems that the enemy has the upper hand. The power and deception of darkness often seem to eliminate the light. The people of God are very often outmanned, out-resourced, and in the natural day-to-day or on the surface or on paper statistically, in the present, from the natural perspective, it can be very overwhelming. But I am reminded of the story of the Israelites when they were about to spy out the land, the land that had been promised, the land that had been given, the land that they had journeyed for to escape slavery. They were going towards the promised land, the land that was flowing with milk and honey, the land that God had given to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They had endured hard times under Pharaoh down in Egypt, and God had made the way for them to traverse that wilderness and go in. And he sent 12 spies into the land, and they were going to come back and give a report of all that they had seen. And 12 of them go in, and when they come back to tell the people about this land that they have been waiting for, it says that 10 of them doubted and were afraid. And their report was, we look like grasshoppers scattered like goats against the people that we're facing. And I think that that is such a picture of what it feels like so often when we come 
through a wilderness and we believe for better days ahead and we have confidence that God is going to fulfill his word in our lives and yet we face difficulties in the natural. We face things that feel like they are giants. I feel like our testimonies over the last few weeks, every single person has shared some really big obstacles and difficult things that they had to allow God to lead them through on the other side of the wilderness. But I also want to tell you that we can take heart and we can find strength to continue to believe for those days of promise and fulfillment if we will root ourselves in the full truth of God's word. If you will turn your eyes towards heaven and reorient your viewpoint. In my own experience, after the death of my son and the early years that followed, and I began to be so aware that I was coming out of the wilderness, I think it's important to share. You don't just come out and pop up one day. It's a process, and God uses every step of that process to strengthen you and build your confidence in him. But it's easy to be weary, and it's easy to say, I deserve a break, and it's time for things to lift, and when are things going to change? So I just encourage you today to reorient your viewpoint There is power beyond yourself when you step into this battle. And I'm going to share that this power, first of all, from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning in verse 3, Paul is telling the Corinthian church who were battling for their spiritual strength and the soul of who God had called them to be. And you may be that person right now that feels like you're battling. You're battling in a weary place from the wilderness to become this person that you know God has called you to be and to walk in this newness of faith. And he said that we walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. In other words, this is not hand-to-hand, natural-to-natural, what makes sense statistically or in a legal battle or on medical reports or in any sort of relational thing that you are coming through. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. You are equipped for spiritual battle with spiritual things that God has given you that are mighty, and they tear down those barriers and strongholds that are opposing your forward walk. We can cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I have stood in places aware of the battle and known that the 
thoughts and the ideas and even the counsel coming to me was against the knowledge of God. And I had to take those captive and to give every thought to the obedience of Christ. So in your battle, one of the things that you will have to do is learn to take your thoughts captive. Think on the promises of God. Think on the power of God. Think as the Spirit of God fills you with His Word and with His courage and with His supernatural revelation. Ask Him to just turn your thoughts in this spiritual battle and enable you to begin to take down those strongholds. Second of all, he didn't send us into this battle with no covering and no protection. He gave us the armor for the battle. It's spiritual. There are excellent studies that you can do fully and for weeks and really immerse yourself here are the pieces of armor that he gives us in Ephesians chapter 6 he says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might the things you're standing against the things that are yet to be taken down as you move out of the wilderness into the promises that God has given you will require for you to put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand. You have an enemy. He's the enemy of your soul. And he does not want you to walk out in freedom and in wholeness and in the filling of all that God has done. He doesn't want you to bring treasures out of the darkness. We have to be able to stand because this is not a wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And then he says, therefore... This is what you've got to do. Take up the whole armor of God and you will be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And then in verses 14 all the way through 17, he gives you literal pieces. You can envision a soldier putting on his armor And it will be the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. You will put on the sandals of peace and be prepared with the gospel of peace. You will take the shield of faith and hold it up because with that you're able to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy. And you'll put on the helmet of salvation to guard your mind and take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. You are 
armed to walk into the promised land, even if you feel like a grasshopper facing giants in the land. So I just encourage you to spend time meditating, learning, studying. What are my weapons of warfare? After that, I want to encourage you that we're also told we overcome the enemy by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. And I was reminded as I listened back through the story shared, every single person was able to answer in a very different, unique, and personal way how she knew that she had begun to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Jesus made us all individual, and the way he draws us and woos us is individual. There's no method, there's no formula, but there is a personal relationship. And his word in Revelation chapter 12, verses 11 and 12, tells us that we overcome this battle this spiritual battle that we're in by the blood of the lamb that is the blood of Jesus shed on the cross that strengthens and empowers and makes us a daughter or a son of the most high God and makes us a part of his family and equips us with the power of his blood in our veins, we are no longer fighting in the natural. We are no longer flesh only, but we are spirit. And we overcome the enemy with the blood and with the word of our testimony. May I give a challenge. Every person who's listened through, take some time to write down to make some high points of your own personal testimony. Share it. Even if you sit alone in the quiet that you can get alone with God and rehearse your testimony back to him. That's how we overcome the enemy. I have a testimony. When I rehearse my testimony, one of the first things I praise and thank God for is the assurance. Once I knew I was covered in the blood and I belonged to Jesus, I had assurance. I had peace. I knew that I was his and he was mine. And from there, if he is for me, who can be against me? If I am in a battle and everything is stacked against me, I believe with all my heart I have the Most High God and I'm able to stand. I believe that I am equipped. I am able finally and ultimately to pray. And I just want to go to one of the most precious prayers in all of the Old Testament to me personally. And I want to share with you why I believe prayer and this example is such a powerful place to turn when the enemy seems to outnumber us and we feel as if the release from the wilderness is 
very vague, and the way forward is still very hard. It comes from Second Chronicles, verse 14, and it is a king of Israel whose name is Asa. And Asa, it says, loved the Lord is God. He did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. That was unusual, unfortunately. That was not the norm for the leadership of the nation, for the kings. So he was an exception. And you may be the exception, the exception in your family, the exception in your friend group, the exception exception in your marriage. You may be the one who has come apart and has determined in your heart you want to live and and be the one who does good and right in the eyes of the Lord. And these are some of the things he did. He removed the altars and the foreign gods, and he tore down high places and sacred pillars, and he cut down wooden images. He removed idols, the false things of this world that the people around him, and perhaps that's that's you. You've decided to eliminate some people, some places, some things, some of the go-tos that used to be a part of your life. You've learned that the Lord your God is, he's the true and living God. He is the only God, and you want to pursue him above all else. And when we do that, we begin to eliminate false gods, false places of comfort, false places of ease from our lives, that is tearing down idols. That is taking down strongholds that the enemy has told us we have places to go. And he removed the high places, and then he built other places in his country, and we can build other places in our life. And it says the land had rest, and When you do that, when you begin to build new altars to the Lord your God in your life and you begin to choose him and seek him first and we've shared a lot about beginning to spend time in his word and time in his presence and time with his people and be in his house and just to sense his presence and his power in every part of our relationship with him and lift up his name. We do, we enter into a place of rest, even if the circumstances around us aren't changing, even if we're still caught in these difficult relationships and and choices and things to take care of. There is a rest and a peace because that's what his presence promises. And finally, we find out there's rest in the land, and yet all of a sudden, out of nowhere in this instance, it says that the Ethiopian came out against them, and they had an army of a million men and 300 chariots. So Asa went out against him, and they set the troops in battle. And Asa, this is verse 11, Asa cried out to the Lord his God, and he said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help. It does not matter how many, how outmanned, how much more equipped. It doesn't matter statistically. 
It doesn't matter based on the reports from the world whether there are many or there are few who have no power. God, help us. Oh, Lord, our God, we rest on you. I want to encourage you wherever you are as you emerge from a wilderness, from a desperate place, from a place where you have suffered loss, suffered pain. No one's denying that those things don't leave a mark on your life. But we are saying in your name, O God, we can go against the multitude. You are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. And I am so blessed to be reminded when I face things that are overwhelming and I remember that my God is able, that he will not fail me, that he has called me into battle. This is a punishment. This is part of the walk. This is what is required, but he has equipped me. He has armed me. He has given me his blood. He has given me a testimony. And that testimony is the power to overcome. And he has given us prayer. And so I just encourage every person listening, as you find yourself stepping towards believing in, looking to the future that God has for you. Be aware, but be filled with the courage and the power that comes through God for the things that he has for you ahead. The thing that you thought was going to ruin you will raise you up and it will lift you out. And God has promised spacious places. He will not disappoint. I want to pray as we close. Father in heaven, I thank you for every testimony that has been shared. I thank you for every wilderness journey. I thank you, God, for every desert and dry place. And I thank you, God, that you, for your name's sake, have brought us to the other side. God, I pray right now for the person who feels as if the other side is a battle. God, I pray that your spirit will witness to her spirit. It is a battle, but it is a spiritual battle. And you have overcome the world. I pray that she will turn to you and call on the name of the Lord her God, remembering that it is nothing multitudes can come against her. And God, that you'll build her faith and you'll build her strength and you will continue to show yourself victorious. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me on Rooted and Radiant. Now let's all go cultivate our spiritual lives to become rooted in the Word of God and radiate His joy.